The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Welcome, welcome, welcome to um, this Tuesday's edition of Talk Lately, right here on BeExposedRadio.com. I, I hate that I'm feeling a little like this drowsy monotone in my voice because I shouldn't be tired. And I'm looking at Nate right now because, <laughs> because I am tired, but I shouldn't be tired because I did have a, a nice full rest. But I found myself binge watching what they keep suggesting that I watch. Uh, for the past, what, day and a half? Um, what am I talking about, Nate? What's the show? Oh, P-Valley. P-Valley, yes. I've been binge-watching it. So I didn't watch last night's episode, but I did see all the way up until episode eight because I thought I asked you last week, was it over? And you said yes. And apparently oh, there's I said, two no, more you episodes. you said that it was over. I kept telling you it wasn't. Oh, yeah, because I wouldn't have watched it had I known. I thought it was um, only eight episodes this season and apparently there's 10 (laughs) and now i have to wait for the last two (laughs) but um in in the lanes in the veins of p valley because we you know know, in your show we was having the discussion about about the show itself um it wasn't that sexually graphic to me as everybody has made it out to be like you would have thought you 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 really would have thought you saw a penis going into behind no and that's not what you saw hold on i want to get this screen off of here and that's not exactly that's not what you saw at all it wasn't that graphic where there were they were very great i mean um sensual in 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 the, the acting of it but it wasn't like i mean even when they got into the straight up intercourse of it all moved on the story moved on like say for instance the last one i saw which was um autumn in the dude when she pushed him on the bed and you saw the penis flip up yeah you could tell it was a dildo one (laughs) in his pants well you saw his in the first season you saw his penis yeah and that and so we didn't really need to see it again so you can tell that's why it was so dark and and in all in in the space that when when it boinged up and then she got on top of him then they moved on with the story it wasn't like really so like they was making it be even when little murder and and big teeth Mm -hmm. 
which I, I, I kept saying it all along as I was watching it. They go, they, they fuck with fool. They fuck them two, them two had sex. They did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they come out. Yeah. But what he didn't realize and what I think Lil Murder was trying to kind of not articulate because he didn't say it outright, but he was trying to make the motions that what happened with us in jail happened with us in jail. On the streets, it's not about us. We friends in the street, and you know, in real life. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of sense that I got from them too. And then when they yeah, got but they were childhood they, friends, so that happened from them saying that they were childhood friends. Man, I, but I think it was more so teenage tr- friends because he didn't know about right. his trauma. He didn't know about Big T's trauma. Right, the fact that his mother killed the whole family, basically. Hmm. That was that 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 got me. I mean, I, I they didn't really dive deep into that, but that was that could have been a storyline in and of itself if he didn't, you know, off himself. Yeah. But coming him coming to, I wish they would have left. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell people how to tell their story, so I don't want to say. I just wish they would have. If he would have stayed around a little longer, we right. could have delved into his psyche a little bit because we didn't really. We still don't really know. What was the the starter of his story? You know, why did his mother do all of that to him and his siblings? He was a junkie. I mean, but you know, but show that they could have showed that graphically. That was an open, um, an open storyline that they could have delved into, maybe in season three, if they would have kept him around, or maybe they might. They still might. Because it's still part of um, Little Murder's storyline. It could still go back to when he met him, you know, as a youth. But I, I, and what I don't like about a lot of these shows that have these ground swelling support, you know, they start doing things that don't make sense, or they start adding characters that, you know, that they, you know, kick off. Like if the Loretta Divine character dies, they gonna lose all of their older women that love watching it. So the you rest saw, of you saw I take it you saw last night's episode because that's why you're saying that. No, I'm just saying. I mean, but the fact to make her sick from COVID, I understand you like you're trying to, you know, bring in the storyline of COVID nineteen and how serious it is. But sometimes you need your characters to to continue to tell stories, and it's not you can't you ain't gonna be able to keep adding strippers. You know, you got to be able to tell the story from a very authentic place. And I really think, you know, just often characters like that was to get rid of Big T was like crazy. Like, because you just gave him this whole space and then. Right. It was a lot to do with him in most of and and probably what, two or three episodes. He had a lot of a, a lot of top line. Uh, a characteristic in both of the, in like three episodes that could have carried him his arc a little further. I just wish they would have, you know. And like I said, we don't know whether or not they are going to carry that arc a little further. This just because he killed himself doesn't mean he might not be in future scenes and flashbacks. I mean, and he like may it, it ain't very much so be, but you know, you have to be careful with adding too much supernatural into things because it it gets kind of cartoonish. 
Well, they already like did that with the root, now, with the root sewing. That supernatural thing is already entered in there with the root sewing and the the scale. Yeah, when but he, uh, when you he can add elements the... of it, but one you don't want to keep playing with those things because they're real. So you got to layer those things on, you know, as it makes sense. Like his, like Uncle Uncle um, Clifford's mom, who was deceased, is now. Angel look like she's doing coming back in and out. The last episode you see her in it, she's talking to him, and it's it's interesting, but don't get so far off the beaten path that it doesn't make sense anymore. And I think the biggest problem, one of the things that um uh my my buddy and I, George, we had the other show where we were talking about these movies, it really um you can get to a point where you you can tell that they don't think that this show is going to last for more three or four seasons. So they try to do everything they can to get all these stories out so it's memorable. Mm. But, you know, if they focus on just the longevity of it, this could be a show that could last for six or seven episodes. I mean, six or seven seasons. But they don't be thinking that it's going to last that long, so they put everything. So yeah, they got to put out as much content thing. as possible. Yeah, or they, they add find out if they this is going to be every, their last go. Right, every episode got five and six different stories. That's the that's the soap operas, mm-hmm. and we're building urban modern day soap operas again, which is too it's too much. It's too much. But I I love the the story is written well, but I don't want them to start throwing in everything. Because they don't think that they're gonna get a season three or a season four. Just mm-hmm. do what you just be in the moment of it. That's all. I I'm like trying it. to think of some, um, one other poignant spot in the show that 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 really took me off guard. Um, I like how they added in the abortion. But what what is interesting? These things were shot over a year ago, so. It's interesting that these things are folded into that they, you know, that came, yeah, the that came, yeah, right, that they was on their mind at that time, and it made it into the conversation of today. That's right. a good point, um, and I think that was one that was one of my things that I was looking at because I liked how Mercedes wasn't trying to make the decision for her, even though she was pointing her in that direction by taking her to Jackson, but she wasn't making it, you know, about her and the fact that she was forced to give birth right she made her she let her come to her own decision by telling her her story but by also it giving her some knowledge you know get a, a different bit of knowledge base from a professional she got it from a professional versus from she gave her just both her. sides of it she yeah gave exactly her both sides of it i like the option of choice because mm-hmm. it didn't feel like you were promoting abortion Right. It didn't feel like that. She had to think on it and come to the decision herself on her own terms. And that's how I would, and I've I've been in that situation with friends, and that's something that I would give, like, minus you being a mother, minus the boyfriend, minus, you know, her stepmom, like, all those, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. And I think if people start realizing it's a person's individual choice, now, I'm I'm still a person that thinks that not necessarily the father needs direct input, but I don't I don't I don't like when these scenarios come up. It's never a father in the picture. Like whenever abortion is 
is mentioned on a TV platform, the father is never available or never seen or heard or mm -hmm. given a, a voice in the matter. Not that it's his his ultimate choice, but I just I don't like how that sounds because most times when I saw abortions, it wasn't necessarily because there wasn't a father involved. It was because they were they were doing whatever they was doing and did not did not want a child in that moment. So yeah, but I I liked how they added that issue into it. But it just felt like they just trying to cram everything in at the last minute. Yeah, because it seemed like what they were trying to do with that decision making process is like when Mercedes asked her, um, did the father want it, want the baby? And right. she said, Yeah, he wants to, he wants to be, he's ready to start a family. And and then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he may want that, but he's still 14. But that's that's the you know, that's the option that's up, that's in front of them. And that's not a new, I, I hate how older people are making this seem like it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's just more accessible for healthier, uh, and it is a healthier thing now. You can still die from it, but it's not in somebody's hotel room with a coat hanger. Mm -hmm. So it's just more, it's healthier, it's safer, and it's more accessible. But this is not a new thing, and you're not gonna keep making the same like this abortion thing is this young people generation. Mm. Well, that's true. It's not a new thing. All right, let's move on. P Valley. What time is it? Come on, Sundays at what? Oh, I have no idea because I never okay. watch it. When it Sundays on. on, I think Showtime or Stars. <laughs> I don't even know what network can come on. <laughs> um, I think it is Stars, but I think it's on two different networks, I believe. Mm -hmm. You can watch it. Because I typically watch it late on Sunday when I've settled down for the week. And I just, I watch it. Then. We both don't apparently watch it on the stations that they're supposed to be watching it on. So that's... <laughs> well, I'm paying for my subscription. Let me just oh, okay, that Okay, good, good, good for you. It's no freebies over here, I wish. But, good for um, you. Well, actually, um, I, I share my subscriptions with someone. Oh, okay. Is that legal? Um, it is. <laughs> it is. Dude, as as I be paying for them damn things. I might as well just get cable. <laughs> True. Uh, so mystical. Um, you know the rapper mystical from the nineties, uh, is accused of rape again in Louisiana. So he's back by um, back behind bars. I think he's been in there since um, over the weekend. And the rapper was booked and processed on Sunday on first degree rape charges, as well as charges related to domestic abuse, a battery by strangulation, false imprisonment, and property damages. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, let me move this over. It's supposed to be here at seven. <laughs> uh, so it says, uh, we're told that no bond has been set. So this is over the weekend. So this, um, by now, hopefully he's got a bond. And um, 
for what allegedly happened to spur this latest arrest. The sheriff says their deputies responded to a hospital over a reported sexual assault and interviewed the alleged victim themselves. Based on the interview and apparent minor injuries, the cops say the person sustained, they felt there was enough there to go pick up Mystical and slap the cuffs on him. Um, the investigation is still ongoing. By the way, Mystical has faced similar allegations in the past, including somewhat recently, you'll recall he was charged with rape in the same state back in 2017, but beat the case when the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. It's starting to become serial for him. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing in your downtime that it takes all of this as a, you know, a relatively famous, maybe D-list um, rap artist to actually have to engage in taking something from somebody else to feel good? I don't know if that's like a um, a growing up type type situation where you in, inherently just you, you know use yourself as this person that likes to take things from others sexually. Mm. Uh, if you want to comment on any of our stories tonight, our phone lines are open at 443-642-9403. That's 443-642-9403. You can text us as well on that number. Um, I'm trying to keep my spirits up, even though. Um, Nate just went walked away for a second, but um, I'm still I'm still perplexed with this story because I, I I want to believe that this is not the case and maybe they just had a domestic dispute and 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 everything will be all fine and Andy once it all comes out. But he has a pattern. There's a pattern here where he is clearly, ooh, for lack of a better word, he he has a problem and. I just don't know where, where we're going to see this go out. I mean, like, the only place we can see him go now next is to prison, right? Nate's back. I would, um, can you hear me? Yeah. I would say the one thing that I'm worried about, and I'm not saying all of these men are being falsely accused. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that this isn't a problem. It hasn't mm. been. I'm not saying it hasn't been a problem. But I'm a little worried that there's a system being set up where if I regret having sex with you, it's rape. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm trying to make, uh, I want to be famous, so I want to be on this show with, then it's rape. Or you didn't give me no money. What I want. Right. Right. If I didn't get what I want exactly. from you, then it's rape. I am very concerned with that. As a black man, as as a, a just a person, not about myself, but it could be anybody can say you raped me. And I have to prove that I'm innocent. And even when I prove that I'm innocent the stigma of me being a rapist is still out there. You can't take that back. And many of these women don't show up in court for whatever reason, whether they've been intimidated by his crowd or his fans or, but he's been in this situation before. 
and it, right. it just, just recently, me. 2017. Right. It, he just got out. He just he got, got out. Prior to that, he had just got out of prison. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it it really just it it it's uncomfortable to me that these things are just left uninvestigated, or there's no like with with Johnny Depp. It was put on a public display, and and her allegations were raked over the coals, and we realized she's not telling the truth about this. Or there may be other motives. But when it happens to black men, they're guilty, case closed. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing ever beyond that. And I know a lot of women who watch this show is going to look at me like they've been looking at me. But I have that perspective. And I'll continue to say, because I've witnessed two uncles be accused of rape, different situ- situations, totally different times, and both women knowingly lied mm-hmm. knowingly lied one instance there wasn't even any sexual contact happening and she still accused him of raping her and the other situation because he would not pay her after the fact because he didn't sign up for a prostitute mm. and she wanted payment after the fact so it definitely it is it makes me uncomfortable i'm not saying whether mystical was innocent or not, I'm just saying a lot of these scenarios seem very uncomfortable to me, um, and it just it it's just uncomfortable. I, I don't know about any other people, men, women, anything, but it just it feels uncomfortable to me because I can say you raped me, and there are plenty of accounts. You know, I'm not gonna bring up the R, but there are plenty of accounts of. You know, look, look who's on the chopping block now. Um, what's his name? The singer, the R, the little young R&B singer. Um, I think Kiki Palmer and him had an incident at one point, but now oh, he, Neo. No, not oh. not Neo. He's a singer. I cannot. He's from the DMV, and I cannot. I can see his face, and I do not. I can't think of his name. Or Chris Brown. Jay Holiday? No, not Jay, Jay Holiday. We're not going to wish the rape stories on people. <laughs> I cannot think of his name, though, but it's going to come to me. He's a singer from the he's DMV. He's a singer from the DMV. Um, not not Mario, but the other singer. Bid singer? Huh? The one that sing Bid? I'm going to put you to bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Okay, I can't remember his name right now either. So, Jamiro, right. Jamiro, Jamiro. No, not Mario. That's why I say it's not. No, J- Jamiro. Jam- no. What's his name? But anyway, so he's on the chopping block, and I'm I'm wondering where does the responsibility stop for the other person? Does it stop when you know they bring you into their hotel? Oh, that's Jay Holiday. No, not Jay Holiday. I cannot think of. I think it's Panty Dropper or I, I don't know, whatever his name is. Um, but where does the responsibility stop for the other party? Rape is different. Rape, rape is a different thing where someone has pursued you and they overpower you and rape you. It's undeniable where fault lies in that. But when you have when you put yourself in a situation where you've gone backstage 
where you've gotten into the, they used to be limos, now they're SUVs. When you go out to the after party, when you go back to the hotel room with him and or all his buddies, at what point are you responsible? And I, that sounds so weird to me as somebody who has been molested, who knows other people who have been both molested and or raped. It is weird to say it that way. But I'm, I'm, I'm unclear as to where the rape started. Mm. That's, that's not the act of rape itself. But where did the rape start? Did it start when they let you backstage? Or when they asked you to come backstage or when they brought you to their car or when they took you to the after party or, you know, because in, in some of these cases, you'll see the person texting back or you've seen situations where you saw the person. We try to reach out to the person that they claim raped them for relationship type of incidents. And I'm just wondering, where did the rape, the line of rape start? Like. Where did that start? Because at some point you're gonna have to, we're gonna have to train children not to do these things or not put them in situations where these things could happen. Not blaming a parent or a guardian, but you took that child to that concert. You took them backstage. You let them go with the person. You know That's what I mean? why I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, just because of his 2017, that he had this same exact kind of situation in 2017, it's kind of making me hesitant because it's kind of like you probably knew that too, not mm -hmm. to blame the victim at all, but I'm just saying that was advocate here. It's you knew the circumstances and, and, and the possible outcome of you dealing with this particular person if yeah. he wasn't convicted and there wasn't enough evidence in that last case to convict him, so he was innocent. Even still, mm -hmm. we're not talking about, well, the charges were, let me go back to the charges again. The charges related to domestic abuse, battery by strangulation, false imprisonment, and property damage, uh, and first-degree rape. And to be charged with first-degree rape is to say that you actually went through with it and had sex. Yeah. I think that's what that is in the first degree. And it, it, to me, it becomes difficult in that situation to prove that you didn't do it. If right. you really are innocent because you did have sex with the person. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's what it had to have happen, that, that you had to commit the act of having sexual intercourse for it to be first degree rape. And I'm going to verify yeah. that right now. It, just feel, it feels uncomfortable to continue to be in a space where this is still so many unknowns. Like, what? How did y'all meet? Or how did? And and many people say that's not important. She was raped, but it 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 matters. If what if that person is innocent of it? It does matter. Yeah, to so say okay, first degree rape is the non-consensual sexual penetration typically committed by threat of harm or force. Mm -hmm. That would be first degree rape. So clearly when this, uh, this young lady was in the hospital, she told um, the sheriffs uh, that she had reported sexual assault and was in, in 
they say that she uh, sustained minor injuries, but they felt as though there was enough to charge Mr. Cool with first degree rape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That that's the part that is uncomfortable to me. And it just uh mm-hmm. Uncomfortable for me too, and um, I'm the one. I you know I read the story before I even got on air, and and still like, wow, again. Like I think I would be after going through it the first time, I would try my hardest to never be put in that situation again. I would make sure there was contracts available or some kind of signed thing that says that you are successfully asking me to have sex with you, and um, you know that's how this is going to go from now on until I, you know, find myself in a committed relationship. And then even then after, you know, because most people can't keep their pa- their things in their pants, even after they find themselves in a committed relationship, I still would have that, ag- that agreement available. I mean, not to try to skate through anything, but to cover yourself from even but- from the, even if this isn't true, if this isn't true, that document would have covered you. From this accusation, but we, but we we have seen in the last few years those same documents be contested after the fact because I was forced to sign it. Mm. Now, if they witness to sign it afterwards, or now if they witness, I would have witnesses by several people come out the room and be like, uh, "Can somebody sign this document? This chick want me to have sex with her, and I need some probably to um, back this up that she's not being raped." <laughs> yeah, but that that and and at one point that was enough. But now you're having people saying they were forced to do it. It was a mm-hmm. bunch of people in the house. Those witnesses were just as ferocious and forcing me to sign it as this individual was. Mm-hmm. Or this couple. Look at Ti and Tiny. You know they were forced to do it. They said they had them sign something. That's why we didn't hear anything from any of the other people. We heard something from this third party. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be the booking agent for them. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's the part that, that worries me. Even getting written, you know, signatures on stuff, it doesn't equate. And it shouldn't. It, and I'm not saying those things should be ironclad because you could have a situation where I've signed an NDA and then I write. Mm. You know, so really you got to shut up about it. And take this payout. But do payouts automatically mean I did it? You know, I might have a big project coming out and I need this to be hushed. I don't want this on me because anything of rape or molestation or sexual assault is deemed ironclad. It happened, that's it. Public opinion speaks, no matter what the court documents show. Mm-hmm. So I, I I just I want guys to keep themselves out of this situation because there are more than enough holes that are willing to give it up to you for nothing probably. You may not want them, they may not be hot to you, but you won't end up in the penitentiary. That's the, the most important part is not to end up in there. And even for the young ladies, there has to be something. Well, you're not in young men too, because young men are going through the same thing. Stop being enticed by the glitz and the glam. Mm-hmm. 
Because if what you're saying is true, you walk through that door thinking you was going to what? Get a marriage proposal from Mystical? Like, what was your intention and in being there if it wasn't to have sex? Like, what, what were you there for? And that's the question. Those are the questions that I don't ever hear being asked or, uh, or answered. Yeah, Unless what were you? What were you looking for to be to, to have yourself in this situation? Not that rape is like a, you know a, a given, but mm-hmm. you came into the situation looking for what? Right. Thinking right. that he was going to like pick you up and you were going to be the main girl. I I never you know trying to delve into that kind of psyche. I mean, they like, keep saying you know like for the R. I'm not even going to say his whole name. Um, like he would promise them music careers. Mm-hmm. That's not how you audition for a music career by taking your clothes off. That's true. So that right there. Is to, the truth. Do you want fame the easy way or do you want it the hard way? There are plenty of people who have said they've had to walk away from things because they were being offered this. There are probably a lot of men that are saying that now. But mm-hmm. there are a lot that still went through with it. Yes. There are a lot of allegations out there. And you have to want this. I mean, yeah, you have to want it. And you mm-hmm. have to want it the route of hard work. You not, It's no easy way to it. Nobody has ever had an easy way to it. It's either been a hard decision or I have to move somewhere. Or I have to give up something. I have to do something more. It's, it's never been, I mean, and it's probably people who have made it because they slept with people. Oh, yeah, that's self-respect. Right, that self-respect thing will follow you, so. That's true. All right. Mystical, good luck. I mean, and, and to the young lady that's, you know, having to deal with this, good luck to you, too. Um, but Shakira, Y'all know her. They don't lie. You know, hips don't lie. I, don't, I can't think like her. She can't either. But um, Shakira is uh, facing an eight-year prison sentence, which is so surprising because I didn't. I know, this girl always seems like she's such a a goody goody girl. Like all she do is shake her hips and that's it. But um, well, that's what probably all she was doing in this case. Uh, prosecutors in Spain, of all places, because I thought she was actually like from Central America, but this, you know, I don't know if this is where she's from, where she's just living in Spain. But uh, the prosecutors—it's wherever your work is. So she was working there, and, and she's living here now. That's why she has to pay all this money. That's right. why they're she's facing all this time in jail because of taxes in Spain. It says, if a jury convicts the hip don't lie singer for uh, bilking the government out of $15 million in taxes, they'll ask the judge to throw the book at her and give her eight years and two months behind bars. Shakira is being prosecuted for tax fraud, accused of paying, um, accused of paying Zippo, zero, in taxes between 2012 and 2014, during which she allegedly spent more than half the year in the country. In um, But that's why I say it seems so surprising because if she's already done our tax returns, the tax returns would have concluded that she did not live in that particular state for that long to owe that much in taxes. And 
she got accountants and tax preparers and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but it's you, so but crazy there, that there are two things. So if you ever work internationally, you have to get permission first. So for right. her not, it's so for her, it's gonna they go ahead and determine was she there for a greater portion of the year or for a certain. But portion. that's that's my point, right? So right. that would have been fixed. That would have been that would have been looked at and even determined at the point of filing those taxes. So when I say that, I'm saying that because one of the main questions in the questionnaire of a tax return is, did you live in a particular country, especially if you're doing it for U.S., did you live in the U.S. for more than six months? Or did you well, live for, in a particular state for, her, for more than six may, months? She may have had like a residency or a string of, because Spain is huge, she may have had a string of concerts where she may have technically not lived there, but maybe lived out of Airbnbs or hotels for a certain period of time because she was back and forth. But well, it seems like, but that's why I'm, 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 I'm really getting to this point right here, because it seems like this is a, friv a frivolous case that's just being brought to put them in the spotlight. Because here's what the rep yeah. says. Shakira has always cooperated and abided by the laws, demonstrating impeccable conduct as an individual and a taxpayer, and faithfully following the counsel of PricewaterhouseCooper, which is her firm that handles all of her business, a prestigious and globally recognized tax firm. They continue uh, and says, unfortunately, the, the Spanish tax office, which loses one out of two lawsuits, um, so they got a 50% record, basically, with its taxpayers, continues to violate her rights and pursue yet another baseless case. Shakira is confident that, in, uh, that her in innocence will be proven by the end of the judicial process. Mm -hmm. It says uh, authorities that are out, of, are out for blood, in addition to prison time, they want her to cough up the $15 million in unpaid taxes, plus a whopping $24 million in fines. Now, the issue that I'm having with this is that this is 20, 2022. And if she owed you for 2012 and 2014, you have waited almost a decade to talk about this. I mean, well, <laughs> that could be very much. You know how audits go. like I do know how audits go. That's exactly why I'm saying this. Audits usually happen, and in, in particularly for millions of dollars, it would not take 10 years to do it. Well, it, it does happen sometimes. We just heard from um, Steve Harvey over the course, I think it was seven or 10 years, his, his financial lawyer was, I think what he was doing was so if if he would send uh, Steve Harvey the bill for whatever that year was, Steve Harvey would write a check. Because this person had access to his funds, he would take that amount out of the bank. And all Steve Harvey saw was that amount had been taken out of the bank. Right, but that's not that's not comparing the same thing. This is taxes no, no, versus I'm just bank saying, I'm transactions. Just saying that went on for ten years. So we don't know if it was someone stealing from her. Or she evaded them because she didn't live there. They couldn't catch up with her. So now they had to make it public so she would pay. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a number of things. But Right. But no, no, but see, I still call fault to that because this is a lawsuit. Whether you could get in contact with her or not, you could have gotten in contact with Price Waterhouse that filed her tax returns and would have signed at the bottom of that tax return that they filed this on her behalf. So that's, yeah, that's I'm calling bullshit that. on that too. They, they, the, the, once it gets into court, 
then they do that. But other than that, but again, like, once it got Steve into Harvey court, said, you can't Steve even Harvey use the pandemic as an excuse for this because this I'm, again, we're talking about 2012 and 2014 right. and the fact that it's 2022 and yeah, she's an international I, superstar, used, so it would not be hard to actually get to her. But that's why I use the that's why I use the uh, example of Steve Harvey because over those 10 years, I think it was seven or 10 years uh, that the man was skimming the money. Steve Harvey had no no choice. It just at the end of those seven years, they said, "Hey, this is what you owe." Mm -hmm. Like because the man had passed away, that's the only reason he figured it out that he owed that money. But situations with a lot of celebrities happen like that because they have other people handling their financial affairs, and they're not the person signing off on every check. Mm -hmm. This happened. So we don't know whether it was a case of her not knowing or just. Hey, but see, that's why, again, I say I don't think this is in the same vein as that one, because it can't be the particulars of not knowing when you have all of your stuff directed to a firm like Price Waterhouse Cooper. They handle all of her business, so they would have known she had business in 2012 and through 2014 with a particular country, and the fact that she may have lived there because they would have been paying the bills for her. Well, so it's kind of stealing, weird that we're talking about this in 2012, about 2012, like I mean in 2022, about 2012 and 2014, well, and then the fact that she stealing? must have apparently filed a tax return with them, period, for them to even track that she had taxes to do. But what if? But did, that don't mean she paid the taxes. You can file your taxes. You I agree. Them? That doesn't mean she paid the taxes. What I'm saying is, is that she's she's saying that Price Waterhouse Cooper did file taxes for her at so that particular took, time. Which means what she's saying, they took the money out. That's why I was using that example. But well, she Steve paid Harvey. the money. She would have to pay the right. money. They would have paid she, the money but on her behalf. Like Steve Harvey said, Steve Harvey was writing the checks when his lawyer, whoever that man was, when he died. His assistant found the pile of checks sitting mm -hmm. on his floor where they had never been paid. So mm -hmm. he was the, the attorney was taking the money out of his account, and Steve Harvey, not doing all his due diligence, just saw the amount each year or each month or every quarter, whatever he was paying it, being taken out. He didn't look and see, and that's probably what because if she's saying or her team is saying she did these taxes, she paid for that. That means somebody at that clearinghouse or wherever that is took the money. Well, here's what the um, one of her representatives said too. Um, she said, this is just pure vindictiveness, a violation of her basic rights. They say the singer has, has already paid what she owes in taxes plus $3 million in interest. The way the rep sees it, Shakira has fully abided by the law demonstrating impeccable conduct as an individual mm -hmm. and a taxpayer. She apparently was offered a settlement from, prosecu uh, from prosecutors this week, but turned it down. It's unclear the terms of the proposed settlement. Instead, Shakira elected to take her chances at trial. A trial well, date that, hasn't been set. Well, that sounds like they're trying to either, you know, say she owed more money or they're trying to say that's she the, Exactly, that's the point, right. Because they, she said she, played, she paid the taxes that she was owed, that was owed, plus so how $3 much did million you make, baby? in interest. How much plus did you make to owe that amount? Plus $3 million in interest, though. So they got yeah, banked. If she, they said she owed $15 million and the fees were $24 million. Right, no, the fine. They want to fine her $24 million. Right, that's what I'm saying. The fees were $24 million 
and that's oh, that's almost twice as much as the damn bill was. Exactly. So the, yeah, so they're looking for uh, thirty nine thousand dollars, thirty nine million dollars, basically. Yeah, they're just trying to extort her. Well, good luck with this, Shakira, because I, I I feel for you. Uh, I I do believe that you probably are going to win this case, especially if you had the tax bill that you paid, and. And again, this is a decade later, so I'm sure that $15 million that they're trying to quote you as owing also has interest in it. <laughs> of course, they waited to the interest to build up to $15 million before they filed lawsuit versus contacting the, the taxpayer directly, which is... Right. So that's what they do, and, that, and that's what happens. Because she can win. If she wins their her countersuit, you now have to pay her back. But see, this what happens. Legal fees. But see, what happens... In these situations where they they claim they didn't, they just trying to, like you said, make that bill as big as possible. But at the same time, if it was if it was on the hands of her her uh, financial team, she's still on the hook for that. So if they didn't, well, actually, that, no. Um, well, I don't know about international law, but here. Um, a percentage of it would have to go to your tax preparer because they, they are insured for that particular purpose to make sure that your taxes are done correctly. And make, well, it is your job to make sure all your notices are given to them. Well, but, that's, but see, that's why I brought up because I, I believe, I guess that's California law because that's where uh, Steve Harvey is. That's not how they handled it. He was on the hook for all that money. Plus, whatever the interest is. That's why we saw him so much in the last like 10, 12 years because he was paying off that debt. That's why he had all these multiple shows and trying to pay it off. Well, that's that was his story. So it could have been more into it or mm-hmm. they, like you said, they could have been on the hook, the company for paying a portion of that. But All right, for the next 15 minutes, I want to um, run through all this Beyonce crap and just get it out of the way real quick because I've talked about this off air a lot over the past week, and I'm kind of kind of drained on the whole entire Beyonce situation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be number one on the Billboard this week. Of course, we already knew that was going to happen, and and let's just move on. All right, so let's run through this one before I just disappear. <laughs> and um, the first thing I want to talk about is that just like Lizzo, she had to remove. She's going to remove the word "spaz." From the song "Heated" on the um, the Renaissance album, ah. so Beyonce is removing the offensive term for disabled people from the new song on her record Renaissance just weeks after rapper Lizzo also changed the lyric and removed the same word from her song. The word "not you," uh, all right, so this is what the reason is behind that word. The word "not used internationally in a harmful way" will be replaced. A spokesperson for um, Beyonce wrote in a statement to the Associated Press, the song Heated, which is co-written by Canadian rapper Drake, among several others, uses the word spaz, which is considered a derogatory reference to the medical term spastic dysplasia, a form of cerebral palsy. It's getting on my nerves. (laughs) I said the same thing. I mean, because here in the U.S., spaz means something totally. They use spaz as something totally different against not with the the same inference to spastic as they're y'all, saying want, here. y'all wonder why these celebrities act like asses towards y'all when they see you when y'all see them in public this is why 
How long has that word been used? That means every TV show, music, video, everything that uses the word spans out has to now be changed. It's like that word, the word has the same power as the word nigger. And it doesn't at the same time because that word has not been replaced by nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing. That's what it's so it, it just makes me think about that. Yeah. It has that same underlying denotation to yeah. that word. I can't I can't say chink or oriental or none of those words, but I can say nigger all I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be able to. No one else should. But culturally, <laughs> other cultures can say that word and nothing be done. But if we use one of those other Jewish or Asian derived words, we about to be canceled. Well, that's not true. Most people can't say the N-word and get away with it. Now, now they can Right. But that's been and that's literally been in the last few years. I would I, I would give it maybe two decades. Because that's two why decades. um Yeah, because that's why that um I can't remember his name right now, but he was one of the top radio personalities in the New York market. Oh my god, what is his name? Next he was next to Howard Stern in one of the top markets in radio. And he said the word on one of his shows, and that's why he got canceled. Well, he said, no, he said nappy-headed hoes. That's the man. Well, something about. in that regard, yeah. Oh, I know, hoes. yeah, it was that. That is what he said. Um, no, that's the same thing. But <laughs> all right, moving no, on. Let's move on. So, um, now, if the police did all of this, all of this stuff to make her, make sure she was recognized for her work, I gotta watch that video clip because I didn't. I never watched it. Which one, Khalees? Yeah, if I'm going live. She she did all of that to be trying to be relevant to make her. It was. I think it was supposed to make herself feel relevant. Like some people, um, cable, you know, cable, cable. Um, did a live the other day talking about Beyonce album and the fact that he, um, you know, he's not a fan or whatever. And uh, I was listening to him. Now look, and he, look her now. They said something about Brandy. You're right. <laughs> but he was saying something to the effect that, um, you know, Khalees is still, she's still relevant. She's relevant. She's still relevant overseas. Overseas don't matter when you're at home. But her relevancy is not the factor here. It's whether Beyonce legally did what she was supposed to do. Right. And that was, the, and I think we all can come to the concern, to, to the conclusion that Beyonce did everything she was supposed to do. Now, her saying that Beyonce could have reached out to her, that's you clout chasing. You want that girl to talk to you so bad that, that you are willing to throw everything at the screen to try to make her get your attention. And what ended up happening is it backfired because now she removed your references and your credit from her album. And she removed anybody else from wanting to use your music. Exactly. So now you get no royalties. Nothing so, at all. You get no benefit out of this. And what this could have for done for you, overseas. if you would have been a different person versus trying to call somebody a thief, 
because no one stole anything from you, but you kept referencing that word thief, that something was stolen from you to the point that people started to believe you and then had to get schooled on that you didn't even own your own music. And you had a decade or two to buy your music back from the Neptunes. It's not well, like heard, it's not up for we, sale. I, I mean, we hear this from artists all the time. I remember Kaya. No, the reason why I say that is because uh, I'm. this is basically answering Harris or Clint Cable's um, what he said about her being successful overseas. You're so successful overseas, why you ain't buy your music back so you could have stayed successful even here? Because the publishing company is here. <laughs> it don't matter overseas. overseas. You, have, you, you can play and, and, and basically you only can play and sing Milkshake probably overseas. And not I've never seen you perform it here. Because Milkshake is the same as my neck, my back. <laughs> it's the same caliber. But at the same time, I understand what she was saying, but she, she knew what she was doing attacking Beyonce because many people have tried to allege that Beyonce don't pay people. But by, why go it's that route? Why not go to the source? Like you couldn't call your ex-husband, Nas, hey, she can you call can. Jay-Z and ask him if, Beyonce, if I can have a word with Beyonce, yada, yada, yada. But she probably didn't. She probably didn't say that. That's she what I'm saying. She, why that. didn't she? Why she had to go so public with it as if it was something... Because many of those people probably don't now. mess with her. They probably don't mess. The, the Neptunes probably don't mess with her. After all the uh, rape and uh, not rape, she didn't say he raped her. He, she said he beat her ass. Mm. He beat her ass. You go. You can't talk to your husband probably uh, without your attorney being present. You you can't you can't go to Beyonce because you probably been an ass to her already, and even putting her out there like her album about to, you know that that's. The, I'm sure how much money Beyonce had to pay to get that taken off. Mm-hmm. Right, because she had to basically remaster a song. It was already mastered. She had to remaster a song. Right. And that she already had paid for. So if if, if Beyonce was petty, she would have sued the shit out of her for defamation. For defamation, exactly. Why do you keep... Because that was the whole thing. Like, why do you keep claiming that I stole from you? I didn't steal anything from you. I bought this from the people that own the record. Like they just And then, I, and then I did the, the thing that I didn't have to do, which was give you credit for it. And at the end of the day, what's probably going to piss Beyonce off even more and make your name mud, you will still get paid from this. Because she still used it. Now you just don't get credit. Well, she she probably won't get paid. She won't get paid. No, actually, she won't get paid. She's not going to make a dime off of that song because she had no rights to it. She owns no, nothing no, about right. it. No, well, the thing is, she'll still get, uh, she'll still, because she still wrote the song. No, she did not. She did. No. She the the next wrote and produced. But I'm sure her name is on there. I'm sure her as name is performer. On She's on there as the performer. I don't, because I, don't, I could have swore she wrote that song. Mm-mm. It says the Neptunes wrote and produced. Oh, that's how stupid it is. She said she wrote that song. <clears throat> Ooh, mm-hmm. That's why she didn't get no writing credits for it. That's why she didn't know it was even being used, because she don't have no, no rights to the song. 
But typically, somebody told her like that she was in, in the song. That's why it took her to tell. She didn't. She didn't find out that she the, the song was being used to after the album was put out. I'm with you because I put a quote to her brightest friend ever was out. Not on that particular song though. That on other ones, yes. Okay. All right, so let's all right because I'm gonna. I think this is the last thing I have for the Beyonce saga, um, and that's to address Diane Warren, <laughs> which is one. Of, she's one of the most um, gifted ballad songwriters there is, and I yeah, give her right. that credit because I like. I do like the songs that she um, actually, okay. But she's never. I you know come to find out she's never even won a Grammy. Not for not wear one of her songs. She's been nominated thirteen times and they and not have not won one. And that's what makes her okay because every song that she wrote, the singer got an award for it, and she didn't. Well, no. Any of those songs, she wrote songs for Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote songs for Whitney Houston. She wrote songs for Madonna, not Madonna. Um, Christina Aguilera. She wrote Christina songs. Aguilera, she wrote songs for, um, Dion. She wrote. I think she, she wrote, wrote a song for um, Alicia Keys. She wrote a song for. Um, she wrote plenty of songs. Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they all but none of those songs won awards. <laughs> yes, they did. Many of those songs won awards for the artist, for the singer. Right, but she would have run this uh, if they won the award, they, the writer wins the award too. But she hasn't won none, that according to what I've got. Yeah, but they typically won it for a performance. One for performance. Well, the reason why they uh, the the Beehive is chasing after her now is because she had the um, audacity to write a tweet that says, "How can there be twenty four writers on a song?" <laughs> uh, it says, although the R um, and B icon insisted she uh, she intended no shade, Beyonce's self appointed defense force wasn't taking any chances. It probably. Um, doesn't help that she added a rolling eye emoji, which is is any long-term uh, denizen of the world wide web can tell you is a universal sy- universal symbol for shade. Yeah, but just stay out of some people like her, just stay out of stuff. Like it's you're trying to be relevant now. A lot of those performers of her caliber, they got twitter fingers. And they gotta insert themselves in conversations that have nothing to do with them. She just you write milkshake, miss. You didn't write milkshake. <laughs> I don't know why she even. I mean, she has to know that they were going to jump on her back, so she may have did it intentionally because she probably got a new song to come out that she wants somebody to say. And a lot of times, when those it's that many contributors, that's producers trying to get a credit on the album. That's you know all the references. Like, like I kept saying, uh, like, I think C.S. Madison's, one of her catchphrases are in one of Beyonce's songs. Like, all of them get a credit on that. They don't get the same percentage, but they all get a credit. Mind your business, Miss Ladies. <laughs> go, go write a song. All right, so, um, all right, I'm done with the Beyonce thing. I just wanted to get that out. I'm exhausted because we had to talk about it, but moving on. Police, like, girl, now you got to go cook something. 
Right. <laughs> so um, the 15-year-old squeegee worker, he's facing um, eight adult felony charges. And it could land him in prison for life for the killing of um, Timothy Reynolds. Now we're talking about the squeegee worker that um, I think they said five shots at this point. It was five shots off at the man that was wielding the bat on um, Lake Street and Conway here in Baltimore on July 7th. His attorneys uh, were trying to get him to be tried in juvenile court. um, And it wasn't for a charge of first degree murder, but um, something lower that would have kept him into, kept him in juvenile court. But now, He's being charged, like I said, with eight felony charges um, that can land him in life in prison. You know who I want to defend him? Marilyn Mosby. Oh, well, she can't. She can. No, she her job's not done. She's not out of office yet. Well, she can. She can probably. The election isn't even until um, the election isn't even until November. But she can do pro bono. She cannot do that. She's still state's attorney. <laughs> yes, and line and end up in um jail. Yeah. Herself. <laughs> she is state's attorney until April of next or, year. Or 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 Michelle Obama. She's a lawyer. Yeah, but that didn't. Mm. That would say that she has kept up with her um, certifications. I would say that she probably has. I would hope so. But more than likely not. She makes enough money off her books and, and speaking arrange, um, speaking deals. So. Well, she probably she has. She probably I mean, she'll it. always be an attorney, but whether she's still bar certified is the question. She's probably, I think if you haven't done it, I forgot what the lady said. And she's probably consulted on things as a lawyer, which will keep your your thing going. I think you got to do something. Oh, well, she'll have year. to continue with her continuing education and, and um, do the uh, minimum credits every year. I just want somebody with a big name to represent her. Well, Warren Brown has a big name. Yeah, he does. He hasn't had a big win streak, but. <laughs> Um, besides settlements, because he always wins in his settlements, so a settlement is not a win, yeah. I mean, well, it depends on how much money it is, it becomes a win, yeah. For him, I mean, in the particular families, too. The gray family that was a win, yeah, but he's gonna get a percentage of that. That's true, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it depends on how much the win is to make it, I mean, how much the money is to make it a win, (laughs) and that was a lot of money for the gray family in particular. That it wasn't, it wasn't enough, though. It still wasn't as much. Yeah, as... I mean, for a life. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm keeping my eye on this case, though, because I, I would like to see why. Um, because this, all right, here's what the um, prosecutors say about the. Um, this is why I wanted to get your opinion on because the prosecutors say the video shows three people surrounding Reynolds, which they don't have the video, so I can't show it to you guys. Someone threw a rock at him. She said Reynolds became disoriented and was walking away when he was killed, which means that wasn't self-defense. 
but this is without anybody else seeing this video to corroborate these these claims. Mm-hmm. But right there, that that graphic portion of it said they say three people were surrounding Reynolds. Someone threw a rock at him. But I wonder if the rock was being thrown in the midst of him waving the back because they said he swung this back. He did swing right, the back. Right, but you it's not whether you swung it or not, you got out of your car with it. And right. you walk towards these young people and right. they're going to defend themselves. Right. So the question still remains uh, um, what was the intent when you got out of your car with the bat? What was your what was his intent? He's no longer here to tell us what his intent was, but the, the question still remains you got out of your car with a bat where you do not live nowhere in this area and you had a bat. What was your intent? Your intent was to do harm with a bat, which gives them automatically the right to defend themselves. Whether you decided to walk away or not, that you already swung the bat in the fight. The fight's not over till it's over. A rock fucked them up. <laughs> A rock fucked them up. Right. But if you and then if your intent wasn't just to swing at the one person that's being charged with these crimes, but at the group. And maybe one of the other ones threw the rock. Yeah. That doesn't stop the or negate the fact that the other two that was uh, within the, the party of three had no, they still had the right to retaliate. I mean, not, well, not retaliate, to defend themselves. I'll use that yeah. word. Against a bat. Against a bat. Right. Whether you were disoriented or not, who knew you were disoriented? I don't know that is your functionality right now. All I'm concerned about is defending myself. You got disoriented by getting hit by a rock. I didn't throw the rock. I threw the bullet. It's just... It's unfortunate because had he stayed his ass in that car, this wouldn't have happened. It says, WJZ has um, viewed the video. The only known image of the incident, it was recorded from a car's dashboard cam several vehicle lengths away from the incident. You can hear multiple gunshots. The uh, so the uh, the suspect's lawyer or the um the guy that's being that's held right now uh the fifteen year old claims this was a self in all in self defense. He says uh so his attorney uh Jay Wendell Gordon says this case is very defensible. Someone wielding a bat is a de- is deadly force. Someone wielding a bat is deadly force. Mm-hmm. And I particularly I, I, I agree would with wonder that. how many people he has the the deceased gentleman has on his team that are defending this and pushing this through the way that it, that it is. Because mm-hmm. they have to stop, like, everybody who has an attitude with these young people, I've noticed they've come to those intersections with an attitude about them. Like, you know that they're there, you drive up with an attitude, then you go on your social media and talk about how someone of them just disrespects you. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I've been, I've been at many intersections. I've been in a car many times. I've seen them, me walking through downtown in certain areas. I've never been disrespected by any of them. Even when I go home from my studio, I start to walk past them. They so often, many of them are pleasant. They speak to you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're somebody that's giving them money, they remember your faces. That's what I say. You know, my experiences is with them, um, especially right here at um, 
MLK and Washington Boulevard. The one right there by the Rite Aid. The MLK right there by the Rite Aid. I okay. always get stuck right there at that light um, on okay. uh, MLK and Howard Street. Okay. They are very pleasant. The, the kids right there, they'd be very pleasant. They'd be like, okay, hopefully you get me next time. I said, all right, good thing. You know, and I hear them say that to every other car they go Even to. The one that's if somebody say to they you. don't have it, or or what they'll some most people what I see or at that particular stop right there, what I always see right there is when they tell them, No, thank you, you don't gotta do my windows, but here, and they give yeah. them something anyway. Yeah. And the that's one what that's I normally the one see. that's closer to you, that intersection that's closer to you. I, I normally, that's the one where I see them the most because mm -hmm. I'm on my way to work out Cherry Hill, so I see them the most there. And that's I, that's one of the spaces where I'll see. They're not, they're aggressive, but they're not disrespectful. I've never seen them get disrespectful or irate unless you initiate. I've heard people say, nigga, get your ass out the fucking street. <laughs> so that what, that's going to make them retaliate. Or show some kind of anger, right? Right, like you can't just keep talking. Most of these are not children, and because of the situation that many of them in, you can't treat them like children. And you That's shouldn't true. be talking to a child that way, right? Like it just is is the venom, and it's normally the people that I see that look like us that have a problem with them were niggas out on the street themselves before, or mm -hmm. or, or, or had problems with the law. Those are the people that I see with the bigger problems. That that are the bigger problems. I have so much to say. And I go after their neck every time and mm -hmm. remind them of the rap sheet that they had. Because I don't have a problem with doing that. But it's still is it's this venom against them. And these white people in Baltimore, they have they have a privilege that that they are standing on right now. I don't know where this, I guess, the Superman energy from, from Trump got boosted into this DMV area because I've seen a, a total switch in how they talk to people now. Mm. I, I just see it. If you're in certain areas of the city, you see it. Like, they are more vocal with their disrespect now. And it's it's ridiculous. So I, I hope that something is uncovered or somebody steps up and says something that defends this young man so he doesn't get the book thrown at him. Mm -hmm. Because you got out of your car. That's that was wrong. Yeah, I seen somewhere was uh, uh, one of the comments on the um, on the thread that I was looking at um, earlier today. Somebody was saying, hopefully, the, um, all of these charges get kicked down. I mean, at least, I mean, if they're going to try to prosecute them to the fullest extent, anyway, that some most of them get kicked down to lower charges like manslaughter. So this child, he's fifteen, so he can get out oh, by okay. at least by twenty five years old, because I don't think he did even. Mm, it's hard to say. I mean. It's, it's, it is, it's, it's a hard thing to realize, especially realizing he's 15. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, he gonna miss that whole last portion of his transition into adulthood. Yeah, gonna... you know, and some people just don't understand that, you know, because they try to use that age 15 as to say, why does this child have a gun? But you can't use that for everybody's circumstances because he lived in McCullough Homes or someplace like you know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. that's not the same place as living where I live or we're living where you live. In McCullough mm -hmm. Homes, it's a different environment, right? Completely. But, but why do you have a bat? Why do you have a bat? Yeah, car? why did you have a bat? Was you gonna go play baseball or was you gonna come to knock a nigga? Because you definitely used it. You you used it. It was in your so, car for I mean, a reason, it, and that's the problem that I had when. 
when they questioned the, the young man, but none of those questions, why did you get out of your car? And, and unfortunately, we can't answer any of those, have those questions answered, but why did he get out of his car? Mm-hmm. What was the what was his intention? Why did he grab the bag? You know, why what did he try to use the bag? Right. It's it's I don't know how to answer some of these questions, but in I just downtown Baltimore of, of all places. You thought you were gonna get out your car with a gun. But you thought you were gonna get out your car with a gun. I mean, just think, I mean, just think about that for a second. That mm-hmm. in downtown Baltimore, you thought you was gonna bring up uh this place that we always talk about the gun violence here. You was gonna bring a bat to that particular fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be smarter than I mean, you live here. He's not, it's not like he's not from here. He was living in Hamden. He heard everything around. I mean, he hears everything that goes on around, everything that happens around Hamden. Yeah. is more poignant to him than anybody else because he's surrounded by the 21215, the 21211, the 21718. Huh? This was in Hamden? No, he lives in Hamden. Reynolds is from Hamden. Okay. They lived in Hamden. So yeah. they're surrounded by the ghettos. <laughs> yeah. So it don't make no particular sense why you thought I mean, it was going to be okay I mean, in the be, city that no, you was raised in to bring a bat to a gunfight. Well, let's be real. Hamden ain't no... No, I'm not saying that it's above, it's not above anybody else, but it's different than its surroundings. Only by what color. I'm getting at. Only by, by, only color. by color. Only by there's color. A, there's a whole lot of poverty. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying it's, it's only difference by the color yeah. in its surrounding yeah. areas. Its surrounding areas is where the hot spots are, though. So mm-hmm. you can't act like you don't know what happens here in this city is what I was getting at. I would say the only... I mean, only Drew Hill and Park Heights. That's but the other areas surrounding them. That's not what that areas are. But but there's a lot of poverty condensed into Hamden. Mm-hmm. That's where hairspray was was. Born. Right. Yeah. So they they not above it. And that's what I'm saying. But they don't they don't experience that that, that 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 amount. This but that particular kind of violence. They don't experience that on a day-to-day basis in that area is what I was getting at. Right. What what you are not prone to is not seeing the news and that is happening around you. So when you leave out of Hampton, you can't expect for outside of Hampton to be the same as inside of Hampton. Well, you, you, well, the thing is you can't act to people the same way that you do in Hampton because that's that's my point. That's my point. You right. can't bring a bat to a fight that was going to be another bat in Hamden, but outside of Hamden, it's not going to be a bat fight. <laughs> because Hamden is very racist. Right. Very racist. Very right. much I wanna, so. Um, we got to move on because uh, after this, we got to go. And we're going to move on to my top story. And that is monkeypox. Oh, okay. So goodbye, y'all. I'm not coming outside <laughs> for a while. <laughs> well, you go ahead because... and get deliveries. <laughs> You fools. Uh, I don't get it. All right, no, but uh, that's not what the top story. It's not about monkeypox. The top story is about the reasoning behind monkeypox. It's what I have a problem with right today. Because everybody's running with this notion now that um, uh, what does it say? What does it say that um, all right, so this said that on this article in particular, I'm going to use that. It says monkeypox, colon, why are gay and bisexual men most more affected? Okay. 
Now, everybody has jumped on that bandwagon. Once the who, um, the who, the World Health Organization, put that out, they jumped on it and said it's happening to gay people more than it's happening to everybody else. It's happening to gay people. First of all, if they would have read their own research and actually followed up behind what who said in their article, it would have said that this uh, study is incomplete because they did it in what place? Africa. So when you talk about doing it in Africa, right? Who has a big bias and hatred for gay people. And also has a very big gay population that are the only, typically the only people in Africa that are seeking medical treatment. Mm-hmm. So that's how your study could have been become have become biased because if right. the only people that's in your medical office is gay people and no hetero people, then you only are going to get answers from gay people. <laughs> I that's what why part of incomplete they because they did not have enough data to actually say that it was only going to gay people and oh people that have had sex with other men. That's why they had to, they started saying that. Wait, that's not what we said. But everybody in media has ran with the fact that they said gay people are gay. Well, they should have made that apparent. I don't know if they did or not in their study or their report of the study. Yeah, we, we, we studied or we researched this particular part of the country that has a very high population of homosexuality uh, in this very condensed spot. Like, because that's what, what I, my, my question was. So, because that's why I was like, all right. So, my question to that was, are you trying to say that monkeypox is a sexually transmitted disease? They refused to answer that question to say yes. It's well, not. That's what it was. That's what people are alluding to right now. That exactly. is because when you make that reference that it only happens to people, men having sex with other men, then you make that reference that it has to be sex involved. Because that would mean that chickenpox is sexually transmitted. The uh, cold sore is sexually transmitted. It, it just, this is a right, problem that I, and not, not bringing COVID into this. This is what I had a problem with in the beginning. Like, I think uh, to some degree, the residents specifically of this country need to be left stupid <laughs> because they put information out there and we're in a space where every little piece of information is dissected a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I'm read it. Let me read this paragraph in particular mm-hmm. about this. It says, monkeypox does not cause any deaths in Europe, but the de- disease is gaining ground with nearly 17,000 cases worldwide. The World Health Organization Director General, I can never say his name, but if you look him up, that's him, triggered the highest level alert of the monkeypox on July 23rd. Um, mm-hmm. The Sante Publique France has recorded 1,567 patients in the country since May, of whom 3% have required hospitalization. The epidemic differs from the waves observed so far in a dozen of African countries. Notably in the profile of the patients, the cases are almost exclusively men, most of them males who have sex with males, known as MSM, in the scientific community. Now then it goes on to say, the question is why MSM are overrepresented among the affected. First, it is important to keep in mind that the SPF figures are still incomplete. Mm-hmm. Screening is in its infancy and complicated by the fact that symptoms are nonspecific. The virus behaves like a great imitator 
like, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, the virus behaves like a great imitator of herpes and syphilis. Yeah. And that, but that's where I drew the, you know, when I got to that point, that's when I was like, you know what? It sounds just like the syphilis thing. Mm-hmm. You're now trying to blame a set of people in particular, because it was black people at that time for syphilis. Now you're trying to blame another set of people for this one. Okay. All right. Then it goes, it therefore is easy to misdiagnose. So it, the study is not even complete, but media, including CNN, one of my faves, has hopped on that gay people are getting this the most. And that's what they put out. That's, that's my problem with media. That's really one of the things I'm going to talk about Friday too on my show. But it's just, it's, it gets out of hand and you're not even reporting factual information. It's not even, even if it was a study, it's still not factual information until they make a conclusion. My point exactly, because why even put out this? Why even say this about it if you did not complete your study? And if you're only, if you didn't have enough representation inside of it, because mind you, because you looked at that same video that I looked at, that girl didn't say she was in any kind of gay relationship, did she? The one that has, um, that documented her days of having it? No. So she was a female. And I seen in the comments on the video, some some people say, "Are we sure this is a female?" That's not funny, one. But but she even even her account of it was was misleading because she was putting it on homeless people. Mm-hmm. She kept saying, "Is a big homeless population that come here? Are they the only ones that's buying gas?" Mm. Like it was it was irresponsible of her to even pinpoint it to homeless people. Which is very possible, but is is inconclusive to say. Exactly. That's why I kept saying, you know what? I call bullshit on this. How you going to say that it's happening just because your your subsect of data, which is coming from Africa, one of the most obscure places for gay people, is your basis for saying that the world is only getting it because of gay people? That's not that's not how diseases are passed. Well, well, did they say no? They didn't say that about COVID, but COVID then turned into the black people disease. Right, just because we were dying in proportionally to others, but but that was a healthcare issue, not a disease sure. control issue. And it was more behavioral because we don't we have a tendency of not going to the hospital. And, and, but that was and that is my point at saying this because gay people have a higher designation for going to the hospital than heteros. In the first place, well, hetero males, not hetero women, but hetero males. Gay people go to the doctors more often than hetero males. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is only the reason why you got this study of this many cases, because they were going to the doctors. They probably needed a refill on prep. They probably needed something else. Because they didn't know how they had it. I was reading an article a couple months ago, and they were saying, even if the same amount of black men, straight black men, go to the hospital as equal as gay men, the gay men will always be asked to be tested over the straight heterosexual. And right. I gotta find that article. But they'll always they'll be not always, but they'll be asked more, mm-hmm. do you want to be tested? Right. And most well, of the time they say no, I'm not I you know, that kind of situation. Right. Instead oh, of finding out right then and there. Right. Right. 
fight. And most of these clinics that are popping up are really research hubs. They're not really clinics because they're not really treating anybody, but they're just finding out all this data. And that's, and that's what I said. Inside this study, so they say, in addition to the symptoms usually reported in the endemic areas, some patients suffer from new conditions such as angina and rectitis, which is the infl- inflammation of the rectal mucosa. 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 But like I said, what some but, of those things is where. But that's what I was like. But if this is a study inside of your results, how many of these people had rectitis? Why are you not telling us the percentage on that? If that was 90%, then I could say, why, okay, why then I would agree with you that in this particular case sec, um, subject, in this sect, this, the sect of case study, right. that that would have been the direct result of SMS, MSM, yeah, male sexual sex with men. Because it was, it was, it was the young lady that's in Atlanta, it was, it was uncomfortable the way she was talking about it because she was trying to make it seem like she had that got it from work. Mm-hmm. And the information that I know about any type of herpes forms, it typically outside of chicken pox, of course, there, there, wherever, wherever it was infected, like the entry point of infection, mm-hmm. is typically where you have the outbreaks at. I mean, so, just to put that on gay people, it seems absurd, though. It's just absurd. Like, like gay people are the only one that's having intimacy. Y'all lonely bitches. All these fucking babies that were <laughs> right. born over the last almost three years. <laughs> Everybody like, I know. Lonely motherfuckers. Y'all not kissing each other. Only gay people would have an intimacy and touching and feeling and stuff. That is some bullshit. Because I can clearly tell you, this neighborhood that I live in, it's, a, it's an <laughs> okay neighborhood. But your man, you better come drive around this neighborhood if your man's out late and find him in this neighborhood. I don't firm. I mean, there is a question in this study that says, is this is monkeypox a sexually transmitted affection, infection? It says, beyond the high risk of contamination attributed to close contact, the scientific community is closely monitoring. So again, incomplete, is closely monitoring the possible evolution of the virus into a sexually transmitted infection. Studies conducted in Italy and Germany have shown the presence of the virus in in the seminal fluid of pace of some patients, although scientists have not established its infectious nature, so they it, although they found it in this in the sperm, they were not able to say that that was it was infectious. That if that would pass along, that it would infect somebody. But most gay people, if they're not on prep, are having sex in condoms. I hope. I hope. That's <laughs> It says the SBF data highlights another clue. 78% of patients have a genital anal rash. <laughs> but see, oh, okay. Well, that's spelling out something. Because that's the point of entry. That means the person who they had anal sex with, they had it and inserted in them, and now that's how it was transmitted. Mm. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way that it can be transmitted. It's exactly. Touch. If it's in a fluid, it could be transmitted. Obviously, if you touch somebody, it can it can go. If it's on the money, then you touch yourself. You got it. it but that's what I, I, all out I, my intention with 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 dispelling that 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 rumor is that to say that it's not just. Gay and, and and gay and bi and anybody that has sex with a man 
that is transmitting this disease. That is a bald-faced lie. And this study was inconclusive. It was not complete. It was still still studying. And it was only based on studies based in Africa, which again, like I said, disproportionately, that more gay people go to the doctors than straight hetero men. So that that in and of itself. And, And first of all, what do you have to be asking in the questionnaire, like I mean, how many people was truthful anyway to say they was they were gay mm-hmm. in Africa? Well, see, in certain places in Africa, they can't go to a uh, regular hospital mm-hmm. because if it's seen that they are homosexual, it's still against the law. So right. they have a lot of private hospitals or secret hospitals that still treat them. But that's my point. This wasn't a private hospital. This is somebody that did the analyzation of this and brought this incomplete data. Mm-hmm. But they took. But, it's, it's but my problem was the media. That was my problem because the well, data actually says that it's incomplete. Right. It's very irresponsible, and I'm. It's very incorrect. It says the figures are still incomplete, and the media here in America ran with the. Gay narrative, the, our favorite word, the narrative that gay and bi men are getting this disease more than everybody, as if everybody hasn't been tested. We all probably have it at this point, just like how coronavirus spread. But it's irresponsible because what it does is, like COVID, it made certain populations of people feel like they were safe. But here's the interesting part, because I just read a new article um, the other day, and I'm just only going to paraphrase this because I don't have it in front of me right now, that said that it's probably true that 91% of America has already had uh, coronavirus and just was asymptomatic and never knew any different. Yeah, I can believe that. And I can believe that. I can believe that now that I probably have had it and just didn't never have any symptoms. And I'm terrified of, you know, of... I'm not terrified. I'm, I want to find out. I want to get that test to see if I've ever had it and if I was asymptomatic because I think we all should be getting studied. Is there a test that could see if you ever had it? The antigen test should tell you if you ever had it. I feel like, I, like I said, but I've I, never I, been, I haven't through this whole entire three years. I haven't been sick. So I couldn't I tell know you. What we were, I don't know what election coverage we was watching. But it was you and I at the studio, and you had bought pizza. Mm-hmm. That was during the um 2016. So that's that's what we were watching, and I remember I was having trouble swallowing the pizza, and I really it was odd. The next day, I was still eating normal, but I was having trouble swallowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just kept saying, "What the fuck is wrong with me? I didn't feel sick." <laughs> The next night, I think it was the night of my show. Every all of y'all had left, and I just I laid my head down on the table. Then I said, "Let me just lay down on this floor and let me get a couple winks, and then I'm gonna get up and go home." I woke up the next morning, and I felt like something had fucked me up overnight. My head was hurting. I was all this mucus was in my throat. Uh, Blue came to pay his bill. Mm-hmm. Blue, Blue came to pay his bill, and he looked. He was walking into where my office was, and he stopped. And he turned around, and he'll tell you he walked break the fuck back out and stayed in the lobby. <laughs> and I was in the mirror trying to get myself together, 
that day I went to the hospital. I wound up, ended up going to the hospital. They had to suck all this mucus out of my throat and they mm. kept they ca- I, my money, I had never been admitted to a hospital ever in my life. Me I never either. had surgery, nothing. They me kept either. me Friday, Saturday, and I left Sunday night. And mm. I've never been, and they still can't tell me. They tried to say it was strep throat. That didn't come back positive. They couldn't tell me what, they couldn't tell me what I had, or they didn't tell, want to tell me what I had. So by the time I thank left, you, Naya, Naya, Nastia. Yeah, but it was so that that is a real thing. But I I feel like that's when I got it. And now that people are telling me symptoms that they had, like it feels like a sinus infection or you know your your throat. That was the thing that got me. My I never I was I remember trying to suck down. I went downstairs before I went home and I got a slurp. You know the frozen culottes they had. And mm. I could not, I could not suck it. <laughs> and if I got it in my mouth, I could not, like, it was hard getting it down. But they kept me because my, my, my throat had closed up. But I, I really feel like I had it. And that's the scary part because I was around other people. Because that was what? That was what, like, October or something? It was November 2016. November. So it was November, November 8th, my birthday. November. So I always thought it was, but it was around November because I went into the hospital for those yep. three days. It was no, November 8th, my birthday. All day Friday, because I had to get somebody to cover my show that Friday. What was that Thursday? Oh my God, that shit was so scary. So if that's what COVID was, I don't want that shit. Because I was hooked up to an IV for three days of my life. And I never wanted to do that shit again. But yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. If I got to stay in the house for another two years, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it, you know, one of these things, it, it, like people are asking this question, and I think this is a really good question to ask, though. For all of these decades, ever since Monkeypox came out, mm-hmm. Monkeypox has been one of the most guarded and most um, heavily. I'm, I'm trying to look for the word because they said the word in here that I'm looking for. Controlled. Um, w- controlled. I'll use that. That's a good word. Controlled um, mm-hmm. affections. I think like almost ever, ever created, you know, ever discovered. And for mm-hmm. it to have spread like this, who dropped the ball? I want to know that. Was there a ball drop? It was a ball drop because it? it says, all right, this, this this is a different article than the one the, about the um, study. This one says, ever since the um, the monkeypox started to sicken thousands of people worldwide this spring, two big questions have loomed. Why is a virus that has been that that has never managed to spread beyond a few cases outside Africa suddenly causing such a big global outbreak? Well, I, well so somebody that, slipped through well, either no. that. Or somebody took something out of one of the CDC centers around the control, one of their controlled st- um, specimens, and introduced it into society. That's what I'm figuring more so. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I like am it. figuring things, you know, that somebody may have taken one of those little tubes. I'm just thinking because I've been watching or, Jurassic or Park. think about this. I've All been watching Jurassic effort. Park lately and, you know, those little tubes. <laughs> but think about it. All the efforts was being put on finding a cure for COVID, figuring out what COVID was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other testing for everything else wasn't being done. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was to travel and come back here, 
we wouldn't have known about it. Right, but you different. You you definitely know if you was in those one of those surrounded managed areas in Africa where they was trying to keep it contained and mm-hmm. keep it from slipping into. They've been like I said, they've been doing it for decades, keeping it contained in Africa, making sure it doesn't slip out and go out anywhere. Unlike not unlike the Ebola virus when it slipped out of Africa and came here with those two people. They made, made sure they caught them two people and made sure they didn't transmit it more, yeah, more but, widely. But, we, but there were a lot of things, like syphilis jumped back up throughout this pandemic because things wasn't being, it wasn't being watched the way it had been being watched mm-hmm. or monitored because all hands were on that poor COVID. <laughs> not Jurassic Park. But you know what I'm talking about? Remember in the very first Jurassic Park when he stole those, um, the about, canister of different dinosaurs, and, yeah. and, but he didn't make it. They ended up never leaving the island, but he could have been, you know, picture that being full of Ebola, monkey pox, coronavirus, and all of that, and then leaving the island and then exposing the world to this. That's my point. That's what I was getting at yeah. with that analogy. But that's what I'm saying. Imagine somebody make a mistake. Oh, matter of fact, it could have been happening at the same place where they think coronavirus developed from in that China laboratory that one of those monkey pox vials maybe slipped out of there. And who home? Yeah, Wuhan, Wuhan, whatever, whatever it is. And they could have slipped out of there and then passed it along to somebody else. But again, monkeypox has a vaccine. It didn't make sense that it wasn't readily available to be distributed immediately. Well, and, but that goes again, that goes towards a lot of other conspiracy theories. Why was it controlled so well? How was it controlled so well? Like, it was one of those things where let's test this out. And well, because what? I remember, because monkeypox, monkeypox at one point was very deadly. It wasn't just that um, a super chickenpox, but now it's not very deadly because there is a vaccine for it. But back then, there wasn't a vaccine, and it was very deadly, kind of mm-hmm. like coronavirus. Now there is a vaccine, and it shouldn't be deadly. If you make it to the hospital, you should be going home. But they still have to monitor. That's and, and, and the health department is very scary in how they, you know, they deal with it, but that's why they deal with it in that way, because they don't want outbreaks. So they got to know all the... Ex- I think I had Corona light. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah. nah, nah. <laughs> I think we all did. Like, there were plenty of people who was like, my sinuses, but we didn't have a really harsh summers or mm-hmm. eight ways. So for your sinuses to be flaring up and you in the house all day, you had corona, baby. Mm-hmm. Some sore throats. It wasn't strep. This time, it was corona. Yeah, I just want them to stop passing this off as a gay disease because that's what it sounds like. Y'all try to y'all try to make this a gay disease. So well, that's the, that's the, if it's if it's not black, then it's gay. She said, "It's monkeypox. It's monkeypox, a spinoff of ch- of chickenpox. It's not a spinoff, but it has a very similar traits. Yes, it sounds it like very similar traits to it, but you know, it's more severe. It's more. You could, I would call it more so super chickenpox. That's what I've been calling it. It's more like a super chickenpox because they have the same, the um, same inflictions, but." Right more severity given to um but it's the same thing because the chicken box you can get a very mild form of it or you can get like i did i was in the house for a whole month so i mean it's just treated the same way like 
Do we all have to get monkeypox now? Like we all had to get chicken pox? Yeah. I don't want what was around her mouth though. I, I don't what want was that. around her mouth. That shit looked scary. Oops, sorry, I lost you. Um, there was a call coming in. If you call back, I'll answer. Yeah, that was it. Was scary. It's been looking at it was scary. Like I had to force myself to look at it. I was like, I don't want that. Now, Hello. Said now. Hello. Hello. Is this Monty? It is me. Hey, this is Naya. Hey, now I turn your um, background down. I know you're trying to listen at the same time, but you can't. Oh, my bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? Are you on, on the air? You are on the air. Oh, okay. Well, I think I had Corona light because I didn't have no Ooh. symptoms. Well, 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 I mean, did you have I mean, any symptoms? You didn't have no, none? I got to so put my damn mask on to be on the show. You had an asymptomatically. Yeah, I didn't have no symptoms. They just said that first. They said they never said I was positive. They said that um I was exposed. Oh right. So, so then, they never told me that I was positive. But then the um uh what is it? The uh, health department called me and was like, "Oh, you're positive. Your test came back and you're positive." So I'm like, "Okay," but I never oh. had no symptoms. So I think I had Corona light. Hmm. Well, I was just telling Nate that um, the, a, a new study had came out. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to quote it initially. But the number that they said is that 90, maybe 91% of Americans have probably already had coronavirus and had it asymptomatically. Mm -hmm. 91%. Yeah, I had it. So 8% of us have not been. I think I'm probably part of the 8%, but I'm giving myself the benefit. Are you feeling right now? I am good. How are you feeling right now? How long has it been? That was a while ago. Yes, that was last year. Take it yeah, off. Yeah, that was a while ago. Looking like you from the Middle East. Take it off. I don't know. Because I do when people start saying they they get coronavirus, I get nervous. <laughs> oh I no, know. that was like beginning of last year. I'm good. Okay. I haven't had okay. it. I test I do COVID test myself because I work for a company that does it and I test myself every two weeks. I'm oh, good. Okay. Stop trying to play me. I'm just saying, because people still getting it. I work at a school. No. They still get it. Oh, no, the numbers are rising again. They're already talking about yeah, school I know. stuff. That's why I know. And, um, whether they're going to require masks and stuff back in school again. Um, let me get my <laughs> But I'm nervous about it. <laughs> but I'm nervous about this monkey box because I don't know much about it. Right here. I just, I just don't want no more sores. I don't, I, I, don't need, I don't want no more sores. My test right there. What does it say? Negative or positive? Yeah. It's, it's just like every negative. every year it's something different <laughs> now. First it was corona, now it's monkeypox. What's next? The gorilla pox. I don't know what's happening. Well, monkeypox, the thing about it though is that monkeypox isn't a new thing. Well, it's just a mm -hmm. thing that we thought was eradicated to the point that it was so small and so small in a subset of, Af of of Africa that no one in the world would ever have to deal with. But it's it. one of the shots that you have to get when you go to Africa. And when you go to Africa, you have to get that shot. That and malaria. Yeah. So it's like weird. Okay, that it so got my question out. you know how when you go every year to get your checkups and get your shots and everything like that, do you think that's one of the things that they give you, like one of the shots that they automatically no, give no, you? No, you don't no. get the monkeypox shot unless you're going somewhere that has monkeypox. It's not a native oh. thing to America 
So monkeypox, the vaccine right. is not given going, to you every day. If you go to Africa, you have to, part of your thing is you have to go to your doctor and get that your malaria. I think it's uh, malaria, monkeypox, and it's two. I think it's two other ones. Isn't Ebola one of them? Ebola is one of them too. It might be one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you have to go get that shot, and you have to show proof that you've been tested before you mm-hmm. enter that country. Exactly. So it's not well, something you know, that's inherent. That's something inherently to the United States. Like you don't have to get that here to live here because it's right. not a, a virus that's born here. Right. Right. But it's spreading here. Right. Which is that's the surprising part is that it's spreading here because. It shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> well, because you know, we never have to worry about it. I'm with it. And the only reason why the swell it, it, it spreads here, I, if I'm, I don't want to say this because I don't have the uh, paper in front of me, but I think I read somewhere is because of the, the climate right now, because it's so warm. Yep. In the winter, and it, every, it doesn't survive in the winter. Warming. That's why it's a, it's a sub-Saharan African disease, because it doesn't survive anywhere else that's not hot all year round. Yeah. So and everywhere, you see like the girl Europe? that actually have it, the girl, yeah, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. With all the one, the one she yes. around her mouth. Yeah, and that's all places, Oh, that All terrible. places up Atlanta to be the first outbreak. That shit is that is suspect right there. It seems like they try to pull a period on their um, oh. analogy that it's affecting yeah. gay people. <laughs> that's why when but you read it, I was like, <laughs> huh? What you say? Wasn't gay. I but no. I'm what I'm saying is is that you know they got this thing, but this narrative. But down low brother. That's the, you know they oh, got yeah, this narrative did, yeah, that they're trying to sell that, that, that gay sexually. people are getting it At this more point, than I'm about anybody to stop else. Sex because I'm definitely not trying to catch it. Yeah. Me either. That's why I'm back. In so my you can y'all can y'all got to stop dating <laughs> them guys with the man purses. <laughs> That's why I'm back in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> if they got on hoochie shorts, if they got on hoochie shorts, if they got a man purse. Oh, the hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> yeah, uh, they bring it in my heart. You got to keep an eye on them. All right, I'll end the story with this. My last Beyonce thing, and that they said that um, although she's going to be probably number one this week on the Billboard charts for the Renaissance album, they're also saying that um, sales are down, that she's going to fall short by 69% on the Lemonade album which sold 650,000 copies in its first week. So that's 60% down. So that means she's only going to be selling around about... Mm. I don't, you know what? I don't agree with that because some of the features that she's gotten are people who you don't ever hear about doing features. I agree. I don't know about the sales portion of it, but I do can tell you, I can tell you that a, a lot of it, as far as the sales is concerned, is because they put the full album on YouTube. Why buy it? Well, you know, nowadays it's a digital world, so there's no need for even wanting to buy records or anything like That's that. That's what I'm saying. She's getting all her it. money up front, though, by her um, views on YouTube. Huh? Every million but views, why, she's going to get a bank, a, is, a check. So so you mean to tell me, if I can hear for free on YouTube, why I'm still going to go buy it? Why am I going to go to and buy it? Free. I can play YouTube on my car in the, off, of, off exactly. my phone in the car. I'm not, well, that's still a population of people like there's some people who only listen to Apple Play. They're they're only people yes. that listen to Google Play. Like but, they, but those are the people too that that basically have iTunes accounts where they probably have iTunes music services where they don't right. even have to pay for it anyway. 
but it still counts though. That still counts though. It's that's right. It still counts. But I'm but I'm saying is is that you already had the service, so you were already an automatic sale. People like me that. I am a fan of Beyonce and I was planning to purchase it, but then you put it all on YouTube. I was like, what I got to do that for? Right. I'll just give you the views. Maybe think about that strategy again, all over again. Maybe that'll be right. All right, Naya, I'm going to have to let you go. Unless he's counting on getting a YouTube premium when people can, you know, say pay for the YouTube premium and they don't have all your YouTube music and you get the same service as Apple Plus. I mean, so. Right. So I don't know. Some people don't yeah. have Apple phones, so or they only have Android. So that's I guess it's for them. But who I do all that when I can do it to for free on YouTube? It's pointless. Exactly. But you're not listening to for free because baby, she gonna get those spins <laughs> and those. Views. Of course, she gonna get the spins. She gonna get them views, and then I think yeah. that's what it is. You know, you get she paid for money. Regardless. So and that's she probably, probably why she did it like that. For, um, she probably already you cut get a more check. Pay, you get more yes. pay from your views than you do actually buying the actual album. She can get paid uh, more for her views. There mm-hmm. are some music artists that you probably never heard of, but they are YouTube famous because they've only put their yeah. albums out on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. All right, Naya, I have to uh, let you go because I have to go too. All right, guys. Thanks for great. calling, hon. You're welcome. Great catching I, up with you guys. Thank you. Um, so that is going to um, be the end of the show tonight. Um, one, because I have to go to the bathroom. Two, because I'm ready to go. And three, because I think I have we to talk to Nate. <laughs> Gotta get the monkey pox treated. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We'll be back. Uh, Nate has a show this Friday at 5 p.m. Um, Skyline returns next Monday at 7 p.m. And then we have a new show that she was supposed to be here tonight to talk about herself, um, but she's not here. So uh, Chastity, her new show, You Better Live, uh, premieres next Thursday at 7 p.m. And um, uh, I think that was it. Baltimore Fashion Week, August 15th. Oh, yeah, Baltimore Fashion Week. August 15th. For me, August 15th, come on out because I've been working very hard. I'm very fucking tired. My back hurting. My bank account is hurting. Everything. I need you to come out. Get your tickets. Go to my page, the Artist Exchange, Bash Blue Jewelry, Fashion Umbrella Foundation.org, all of that shit. Get your tickets. Definitely. All right. Good night.